I'm a medium, ask me how, was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. I'm a medium. Ask me how. Matthew Tao. Dana Willie. Dana, we're back. We're it's been back. weeks. <laughs> Literally, it's been weeks. I know. <laughs> we haven't recorded an episode for like forever. We took a week mm-hmm. off. We were like, we need vacation. So Secret Trip happened. It finally, I, th- I think our audience has been like, where did you go? Why are you speaking about Secret Trip so much? Because <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was amazing. And for it those was. of you that weren't following us on our TikTok journey, we went to Sedona. Sedona, Arizona. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful there, Dana. Yeah. You know, you say a lot about Sedona because you've been there like, what, four times now? This, this, this was like my fourth, fourth trip. Yep. Okay. You just keep telling me, like, oh, it's so magical, it's so great. You know, like, that friend that's always like, you need to try the, the fish, it's so good. Like, you try the fish, and you're just like, Enough you avoid it because, because your friend is always, like, about the fish. But then you're just like, fine, I'm just going to do this to shut this, this bitch up. <laughs> and then you try it, and you're like, no, she was lying. She was not lying. It was really good. It was like Sedona. So, like, you, you explain Sedona in such a way that you're just like, when you're there, you'll get it. Like, mm-hmm. when you're there, don't worry about it. Don't, like, you. I can tell you so many stories, but you need to experience Sedona for Sedona being Sedona. Right. Like, pictures don't do it justice. Like, Mm-mm. I just, let's take a moment of how beautiful it is there. Right. Because we got off, we got off the plane, we got our rental car, we ended up flying in. We met in Denver. Let mm-hmm. me just preface that. So, we met in Denver. I flew from Massachusetts to Denver, and then from Denver to... Phoenix, we ended up uh, joining joining forces <laughs> that small super, amount of time. Super twins, unite! <laughs> and then, oh, what we need to segue first. Like, it's, I'm sorry, people. This is going to be all over the place a little bit, just because I can't formulate <laughs> fucking sentences. So just bear with me. So we end up getting off the plane. We go to the l- luggage claim, and then we end up waiting for our luggage. Yeah. And so then you pull luggage off the carousel and I'm like, oh, that bitch has my luggage. Like, oh, that's so nice of her to grab my luggage. She saw my luggage. She's just being a really good friend. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not my tag on my luggage. <laughs> no, no, everybody. Mine we, comes down. We have matching luggage. Unintentional. Unplanned. Matching Unplanned. luggage. So if you guys all wonder, like... Are they really? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so mortifying where I was like, oh, oh, shit. We have the same luggage. 
honestly, and it's our it's our friendship in a nutshell, is it not? Like it, and yes, we took a 100%. picture of it and sent it to our friend group, but it it literally is our friendship in a nutshell. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's, it's ironic that we like the same things and we don't know what we like the same things until it happens. Until, <laughs> until we're slapped in the face with it. Like who has the, the fact same that we have matching luggage? luggage. I don't know who has good taste at this point. Who does that? The Um, exact same guys. Same color, same brand, same size, everything. These people do. (laughs) These people. (laughs) So it's about like a two-hour drive. And we promised each other that we wouldn't work this this trip. We were like, no, I ain't working. Much. We're going to enjoy it. Much. But we're like, we're going to enjoy it. The whole ride to Sedona, we were talking about work. Well, I mean, it just happens. Because we, we just yeah. we just start talking about, like, things that we want to do. And, like, mm-hmm. we're dreamers. And it's our passion. Like, the cool thing about mm-hmm. what Matt and I do is, like, this is, like, what we love more than anything in the world. So, oh we, yeah, we, we get to work our passion. So, whether it's doing the podcast or teaching our classes or doing readings... This is like what we love more than anything. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's hard to separate that like friend and work thing. But I think we did. Mm-hmm. We worked a lot like the first day and then we didn't work the we rest did. of the trip. Mm-mm. Well, we kind of did. I think in a way we, we did things because that's who we are. It's who yeah. we are as a core person. And this is what we love to do. And this is what makes us who we are. Right? right, so it's hard to shut off the best part about you. I always said mediumship's the best part about me. I don't know. Yeah. I know I, that's not true, but uh, it's hard to shut that off and then just be normal, Matt. Especially when you're around people that get you on a soul level, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if you get a group of mediums around each other, we're always going to talk about spirit. Spirit's going to come up because we understand it. It's an experience that um, not a lot of people understand because we go through really off the wall crap. Uh (laughs) like does spirit communicate with you this way and have you had this experience and and people normal the average joe does not understand it so it's like when we get around each other you can't shut that off no matter no i mean it's always gonna come back you get two mediums together with matching luggage shit's gonna get wild (laughs) it's so true (laughs) so we end up getting an hour and a half into the trip hour and 45 minutes and then you enter Sedona and so it's completely like brown and taupe everywhere and like little cactuses and I never thought like the you know the iconic cactus silhouette that they do with like the three prongs and I didn't know that that was fucking real I thought that was like (laughs) hokey do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. how people draw palm trees and stuff like that like I know it's not accurate right no that shit's accurate Mm -hmm. and it's everywhere (laughs) that's all you see yeah, then you coast into Sedona and all of a sudden red just happens. Like the color red in that soil is so red that the cameras actually can't pick up how fucking red that sand is. There's no possible way. And it's literally, it looks like an ocean floor and they've drained all the water out of the basin of, of this and they've only left like the bottom floor of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is the most moving. It moves you in this weird way. Because each has a thing called vortexes. Do you want to explain vortexes for them? Because I think I'm going to mess it up. 
Well, vortexes are these, and, and it's scientific. So that's the cool thing about Sedona. And, and Matt, you know, just kind of touched on the visual aspect of Sedona. Like when you get to see it, it's awe-inspiring. Like the mm-hmm. pictures, it's frustrating when you try to take pictures of Sedona because you're like, the camera can't pick up the beauty. The camera can't take it all in. And it's a 360 view everywhere you go. You're mm-hmm. surrounded 360 by like the most amazing things. And you just like, my camera can't pick it up. My camera can't pick it up. But you feel something in Sedona. Like there's a change Mm -hmm. in the way that you feel. You would even, and I'm, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, but when we returned back to Phoenix to fly home, you were like, it feels so different here. Like you feel it when you leave Sedona. There is something Mm -hmm. different about the way Sedona feels. And it's scientifically based. So there are these vortexes in Sedona. And depending on who you ask, the number of vortexes will change. Um, but, you know, the, the, most people agree there are at least four. Some people will say there's seven. Um, some people will say there's more than that. But there are these energetic centers And some um, have a magnetic pull downward, and some have a magnetic pull pushing outward. Um, And they characterize these as either feminine or masculine vortexes. Um, So the ones that push out are considered masculine. And when we talk about masculine or feminine, we're not talking about male or feminine. We're talking about pushing or receiving energies. Um, And then Mm -hmm. the ones that are pulling in are uh, the feminine vortexes. So that is, and then you can actually see these swirling, whirling things in the in evidence around you. So as you're walking through and getting closer to the vortexes, you can see the trees beginning to twist. So they have juniper trees all over these vortexes and you can see the trees twisting. So Sedona literally is changing you and you can literally feel the energy of Sedona and you can see the evidence around you and you can scientifically look it up that there is something energetically going on in Sedona. Mm-hmm. It's very visible and it, you feel it in a very mm-hmm. weird way. I can't explain, I can't put into words the emotions that you feel, but I can tell you each vortex feels different it feels like you're either calm or you want to get up and move or you want to be silent or you want to like talk too much. <laughs> Each one of them felt different. So I think the first one that we ended up going to was Bell Rock, which is your your fancy place. That's my favorite place. It was it was it was so good. It was so good. But the Bell Rock is interesting because I feel like Bell Rock has two vortexes on it. I feel like it has a, a, a masculine and then one side is a feminine. And each one of them felt differently. So I, mm-hmm. I could see that it had duality at Bell Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one side we were very introspective and the other one I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, is he going to shut up? No. but it was yeah it felt it felt really nice but i could sit there all day i think my favorite out of any of them was bell rock Mm -hmm. i would say like bell rock took my heart and so Mm -hmm. we'll definitely put some pictures in the uh in the show notes as well for you guys to click on so you can see it at least but the twisting of the trees is real is real Mm -hmm. yeah because there's they're not like that at the bottom Mm -mm. but they are at the top yep absolutely 
Um, and I want to get to the trees. We're, we'll get to the trees because, you know, we, mm-hmm. we hug some trees. But so the next vortex that we went to was the airport Mesa vortex. Wait, hold oh, on before we move on. Can we talk about asking for permission to take a rock? <laughs> yes, I love this. I this made me so happy. This made me so happy. Okay. So Dana has taught me to ask permission to take things or ask permission to do something or like, I don't know, it's just out of respect, right? Respecting the land. It doesn't matter if the, the if you think the tree is an entity, you just ask, right? It's consent. So I asked to take a rock at Bell Rock and she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, I'll just take. But I felt like I just shouldn't. Like it mm-hmm. felt like I should just leave everything the way it is. Don't touch anything. It's not yours. Walk away. And then I had said to you, I'm like, I'm not supposed to take a rock. Because I wanted a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted a rock. I don't know why I wanted one. And she was like, nay, nay. And she was like, mm-mm, not yet. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You got to nope. work for this delicious rock. Yeah. This, <laughs> you got to rock it. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start me on that. <laughs> we're not going there. He won't uh, stop. We're not going to go there. All right. So then we then we went somewhere else. So she said no, and then yeah. we went somewhere else. Yeah. So let's let's cover the vortexes first, because mm-hmm. like, um, so then the next day we went to the airport mesa, um, mm-hmm. which is another one of the the main vortexes in Sedona. So how did you feel about airport mesa? I liked the hike. It wasn't that bad. So first of all, I, I I called myself an indoor plant the whole entire time. Like before we had gone to Sedona, I'm like, Dana, you're taking like an indoor plant and you're putting it outside hoping it thrives. <laughs> they commented on my outfits. So you understand, like I, I did not just dress to hike. I dressed up to hike. Listen, he like, was sporty spice. I- he looked real, <laughs> real put together. <laughs> If they're going to find my body in the desert, I at least want to be fashionable. I, <laughs> That's I just, my motto. I, I had my Lulu and my Merrells on and I was ready to go. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And my Patagonia. I ended up buying, you talked me into buying some hiking shoes before we had gone. And then I ended up, because I bought water shoes. I didn't realize that hiking shoes and water shoes were completely different. <laughs> my bad. So we ended up buying some shoes, but they had steel on the toe. So every time I would climb like Bell Rock or something like that, it would cut into my toes. And I'm like, mm, I think I can survive this. It's only a couple more days. I didn't realize how much hiking we were going to do. And I, but I think by day two, I was like, Dana, I, I got to get new shoes. <laughs> the indoor plant's starting to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up going uh, to buy me new shoes. So preface that. But there was a lot of hiking. Mm-hmm. A lot of hiking. You just don't like, you're like, oh, here's a vortex. I mean, just no, like you climb really good for your glutes. <laughs> There's some that are vertical that you actually have to use. Like uh, you're scaling a wall to get to. Um, I feel like the one at Airport Mesa was a really nice hike. Like it was more of like a trailish. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you were going up a mountain, over a mountain, blah, 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 blah. Um, but we saw a lot of coyotes. We kept seeing coyotes everywhere, which is really rare. It's really rare. And that guy that was on the trail, (laughs) we could tell he was an indoor plant. Yes. Yeah. He looked like he came from a stock meeting from New York. And I was like, "Uh, sir, you are not dressed for this. He's standing on a trail, trench coat, 
really nice hair, really nice sunglasses with his girlfriend. And he's banging, clapping, going, no, no. <laughs> and he's like screaming, there's a coyote. If you leave them alone, they're going to leave you alone. I'm an yeah. indoor plant. I know enough to know that like wildlife is typically afraid of you unless they're rabid. Yeah. And this thing was like going away from him. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? Well, the joke was, was that you were going to be like David Rose on the, on the trail. Like, no, no, this guy yeah. was David Rose on the, on the trail. He was David Rose. I was still Moira Rose out like walk, walking around being like, welcome to the place I currently call I am. You know, like like it was like that situation. Like I'm not afraid to be outside. I'm just not an outdoor person. It's just nothing about this. Like I'm, I, I'm going to reveal something really, really sacred to myself. I don't talk to my neighbors. Like I did not speak. I've lived in my house for about 18 years. I did not talk to my neighbors for the first 15 <laughs> You really got out of I your just, comfort zone in the last three years. Yes. Good job. I just don't go outside. It's just not for me. I'm like, mm, no, no, it's, it's cool. So we put myself out there. I'm hiking. We're ended up on this trail. We run into David Rose and his wife clapping at coyotes. And then we his get wife. to air, Airport Mesa. I don't know. I'm. I'm not going to assume, but I'm going to assume. So then we end up getting to Airport Mesa. And Airport Mesa, we ended up going live on. So if you were on that live, you were with us. But it has an energy to it that's like a dog. It was very welcoming. It was very like, like, it reminded me of my boxer dog. Like, this just very warm, welcoming. I'm happy to have you. Welcome, sit, enjoy, um, and relax. It was not off-putting. There was one that I was not comfy on. There was there was a vortex. I was like, mm, this one ain't for me. Um, well, but the, the uh, airport Mesa was was it. I liked that. It was mm-hmm. cool. I liked. That I was very chatty time. on airport Mesa. Like the whole mm-hmm. trail on that. I was like. <laughs> you aren't clapping at coyotes though. No. The funny thing is, but going back to you being like not talking to the neighbors. So when you go hiking and it's the Colorado girl in me, you always say hello to the people you pass and you can go, hi, good morning, mm-hmm. good morning. And Matt's like, oh my God, like all of like the niceties. Too like much, we don't do this in New much. England. No. See, I've, I figured New England out. And if you're from New England, I'm so sorry, but I'm also originally born in Colorado. So I see a difference. So you want to know the, like the difference of, of generalization that Matt has come to the conclusion of. So the East Coast people hate strangers, but they love their family. And it's like when you're in their inner circle, you're in it. But don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Right? Because then you're out and they, and they cut you off. So we're not friendly to strangers up in New England. We don't say hello. We don't walk by somebody and be like, hello, how are you today? We're more like, mind your business, I'm going to dunks. Right? Uh, where Midwestern people are more like, we hate our family. <laughs> we love strangers. So you'll be at the grocery store and they'll be like, hi, how are you today? How's everything going? And so like being an East Coast planted person, because now I've lived in New England longer than I've lived in Colorado. So I picked up a lot of mannerisms. So they're going out West when Dana's like, hi, hello, hi. And I'm like, bitch is going to get mugged in this bush. (laughs) (laughs) This is asking for it. (laughs) You can tell. I was like, Matthew, you have to say hi to everybody. When That's like the nice, courteous thing to do when you're on the trail is you have to say hi to people. Like when you I started them. doing it when you said it. Yeah. I was like, you're supposed to say hi to people. It's like what you do when you hike. Yeah. When somebody's like, hi, I'm like, why? <laughs> why are you looking at me? 
<laughs> Why are you saying hi to me? But that's the the New England East Coast jaded, right? So uh, I like to preface that. Uh, but we ended up getting to the rock. You were very chatty, and mm-hmm. I liked it. It was cool. It was really awesome. And then apparently everybody else was chatty too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I. It was what I had told you was like again. This was my fourth trip to Sedona, but my mm-hmm. first trip to Airport Mesa. I ended up, I, I went to Sedona the first time by myself and I um, just got my voice memo app. And I remember being on Airport Mesa just recording myself talking because I was just download after download of just stuff mm-hmm. that was coming through. And I was like, I got to record this because it was just, it was a lot of spirit just kind of speaking through me. Um, but just a lot of inspirational, just like stuff that just wanted to pour through. I feel like that would be a great place to like journal or write a book or like oh do stuff mm-hmm. like that it has a creative goofy energy mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you want to write a good children's book go there yeah go there and then after i don't i think we went to montezuma's well next didn't we we did and that's not technically considered like on the map um a vortex mm-hmm. but um we got to see pam sears and that is what she can yeah. uh, for all of you that are on TikTok. Um, Pam Sears is an amazing medium on TikTok, and um, she's a volunteer park ranger at a place called Montezuma's Well, um, Mm -hmm. right outside of Sedona. It's about 15, 20 minutes outside of Sedona. Um, And it's, God, it's such a beautiful, amazing little spot. And I definitely, I mean, feeling the other vortexes of Sedona as I had, like, I could tell why Pam called it a vortex um, and considers it a vortex because that is a very sacred place. And I could definitely feel, you know, in these vortex spots, you feel it in your body. You feel vibrations Mm -hmm. in your body. You feel like... um, You you may feel it in different parts of your body. Um, Like, there's certain parts places where I feel it more in my head or I might feel it more in my heart. Um, at Montezuma as well, when we saw Pam Sears, um, I really felt it in my heart in that place. And I felt my crown yeah. chakra um, like just going crazy there. Um, we saw uh, there was just there just happened to be a gentleman that came from Mount Shasta um, that was drawn to come there um, with his flute. And he was playing like this beautiful flute music right there. And now, I mean, that just touched all of us, you know, and just like the, if our, all of our heart chakras were like bursting, like just brought us all to tears. And it was just this amazing, beautiful moment. How fucking lucky were we that day to show up and Mm -hmm. a person playing a flute and they needed a dragon flute too. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't negate the dragon flute. But he played actual music with this flute that were uh, probably tri- tribal-based uh, songs. And it puts you in this zone. And I started bawling. I was mm-hmm. trying not to make let Pam Sears see me cry. Because I think when <laughs> Pam sees Pam Sears sees weakness, she wants to hug you. <laughs> and I'm like, I already capped my hug this morning, Dana. Because <laughs> I'm not a hugger. But it was really emotionally moving. And you feel... So from the stories that I'm gathering, please just just bear with me. From what I understand, it's a natural well. So the mm-hmm. water comes up. It's got all, you know, all this properties to it, blah, blah, blah. But it's full of arsenic. So the water is not good. Like you can't use the water for 
what the water is while it's in the well. But the Native American um, tribes that lived there figured out a way to burrow through the side of the well to get it to irrigate. And then at one point, it's now filtered out the arsenic and they use that water to then in turn irrigate their crops. So they used the water. They figured it out. But it has like um, ruins in it where the Native American tribes actually dwelled on the inner, inner rim of it. And you can feel... Not spirit. I wouldn't say spirit. Maybe spirit. I don't know. But you feel this human history in it that is so sacred that you are not supposed to be there touching things that you are not supposed to be touching. Um, so they put you on the path and the trails to preserve as much. But it's a sacred place. Mm -hmm. And for Pam to invite us there, because I feel like that's where Pam does a lot of her sitting with spirit, it was an honor. So let's just take a moment for that of her just bringing us to a place that she did not even have to bring us to. She could have right. literally been like, this is the well, bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she was like, no come with me you're gonna mm -hmm. feel this and the trees oh dina the trees yeah we're gonna talk about the trees we're gonna get to trees okay but the trees okay so we end up going there we walk around with pam sears for a little bit we hear the flute player we see all the ruins we walk over we get some photos and she is funny okay mm -hmm. first of all if you don't know Pam Sears' humor, she is very funny. Like, when you see her on live, she does come off this, like, I'm very sweet, I'm very kind, but don't mess with me because I will boot you out of my room faster than your head can spin. Because um, she is, she suffers no fools. No. Pam Sears suffers no fools. But she's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Pam Sears is like, uh, there, she was telling us some stories, and she was like, well, it was their fault. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't say the story, but she's like, it's their fault. Yeah. She's <laughs> if funny. somebody gets sick, yeah. So she's really funny. She's very witty. So thank you, Pam. I know if you ever listen to this podcast, thank you so much for inviting me and Dana. It was really a truly a treasure. It was nice to meet you in person and build that relationship with you because I yeah. think you're a fantastic human being. So yeah. thank you. That was really really cool. That was, and then it, to, to get off of the beaten path of what, like I said, the four main vortexes that everybody talks about in Sedona, um, was really cool. Um, and to feel, I mean, it, I definitely felt something major there. Um, so that was mm -hmm. really, really awesome. Um, and then the next one we went to, we, we went that same day, we went to Cathedral Rock, which oh. is a, which is a climb. The climb girl. A climb climb. I felt like that was I felt like that was Mount Everest. <laughs> I mean it's a it little a hairy. Lot. It was vertical. I was not expecting it. So uh what you see from a distance for uh Cathedral Rock is you see two mon mountains. I, I don't even know, mesas that were joined together and there's a gap between both of them. Mm -hmm. And you hike up the middle of it to stand in this plateau that connects or a bridge that connects both mesas together. And it's like a 90 degree vertical climb. <laughs> I kept saying, hairy. I'm a vining houseplant. I'm a vining houseplant. <laughs> I was so proud of you. I was really proud of you. I was like, oh, this, I'm pushing. I'm pu fall. No, I, I did... I was strategic in what I decided to have us do first, but I was like, mm -hmm. I was so proud of you. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to climb that. And then you actually have a sense of accomplishment when you get to the part where it says trail ends here. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> but you nice. said this was, that was your, your favorite day. Like that was like your favorite mm -hmm. day and the views from up there. Like, honestly, 
I think my the views up there were my favorite because it feels there's these little like you, you it's you're not just going like this the whole time there's kind of these points where you kind of can look around and yeah. it looks like you're on a movie set it looks so surreal like that you're on a movie <laughs> set um and it's just oh my god the the views up top are just they're stupid they're stupid <laughs> amazing um when you get to the top so what did you, you know feel what? on cathedral rock well, at first I felt proud because I was like, if this guy can hike this with his dog on his back all the way up, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was that, a that guy with a good. dog on, on his back. <laughs> the As dog was chilled. The dog was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going it's up the Tuesday. mountain. Tuesday. Uh, what did I feel up there? I felt really, I'm not going to lie, I felt really uncomfortable. Like, I'm not usually afraid of heights at all. I felt like there was a part where you had gone off into this little ledge and then you, we took pictures. But, like, I felt my body being like, nope, <laughs> we don't do that. Um, it was almost very, it was the best view I've seen in Sedona out of the entire thing. Because I think it was kind of wedged between two valleys that you could look on either way. I had a 360 degree view, but it was very um, high for me. So I didn't really feel the vortexes as much as fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was very, um, it was very, uh, if I could describe it, uh, ancient I would say knowledge, a lot of knowledge up there. I can see people sitting up there and just really kind of connecting to source up there. Like I should have sat in the power up there. Yeah. It was very busy up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think maybe if it was less busy, because there's a lot of coming and going and a lot of people walking back and forth and it would have been hard Mm -hmm. to be quiet up there. Um, But I could definitely see that. There was a definitely, I was very calm up there, which Mm -hmm. um, is weird to be that calm that high. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid of heights and I, I, that ledge was a little hairy, but I was not scared to be out, out there. Oh, good for you, girl. Cause my body was like, Mm-mm-mm. you ain't going on that ledge. Not a- <laughs> you were like, I'll take your picture. Yeah. I'm like, you just go out to the ledge. Don't fall. <laughs> Click. <laughs> You're like, come back. That, that's good. Dana. Uh, come-, come back. Can we take a funny like moment to like acknowledge that Sedona will elevate what you're feeling? Mm-hmm. Like if you're in any emotion at near vortex, prepare to have it heightened. <laughs> oh yeah, there was there was because um, if you're oh. having a great time and laughing, you're gonna mm-hmm. laugh more. But if you're having a bad time and maybe having an oh. argument with somebody, oh that gets bigger too. Yeah, I mean, th- I think we were climbing down the hill. We were watching this lady berate her husband in the middle of it. I'm like, good yeah. thing to rocky for you. No, I mean, there was, oh, it was exploding. And it was like, oh, oh we're just going to. She was screaming at him. Oh, it was bad. But that's, but that's true straight across. I feel like if you have an emotion in Sedona, it really elevates you because the energy is heightened. Mm-hmm. And so whatever, and, and you had said something really interesting that kind of stuck with me of like, either Sedona will embrace you or it will spit you out because it does not want you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm talking like it's an entity, but I feel like it's the energy there will either make you a better person or you're, it'll, you, it'll be a very quick trip and you will mm-hmm. just want not want to be there because you'll be very uncomfortable. So I feel like kind of going there with an intent of being realigned and recentered and rebalanced and being open to experiences is a good thing to do in Sedona. I don't think going there with expectation and or um, a time frame there of like planning every single moment, every single time. Like if you're a control freak, Sedona ain't for you. 
Mm-mm. I can tell you that. You need to go. Be prepared to cry because it is very emotional. And not only are you crying because you're healing, but you're crying because it's so beautiful there that it's just it takes you over and it puts you in this place of how much you are mortal, how much you are just a blip in this time of timeline or whatever you want to use. You're just a blip. And so it just really humbles you in, in certain spots. But let's move on. Let's move on to this. We talked about portals. Well, How we got, many psychic shops? Yeah. Oh, we have one to, more portal. We have we have one more. Uh, we have la, Boyton, one more vortex, which is Boynton Canyon. Meh. Nah, you didn't like it. Was, it was not my favorite. Yeah. It was not my favorite. It was pretty. I just. Mm-hmm. It was just not my. It was not my favorite. It was nice that the guy was sitting there meditating with tribal music on, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was just meh. Didn't, didn't. I don't know. What, what, it, it's, what is your thoughts? So Boynton Canyon is, is an interesting vortex because it definitely does have the masculine and feminine. And then there's a point mm-hmm. in the middle where you feel perfect balance and you see it in the tree. There's a point yeah. where the tree, well, the just tree goes shot straight up. up. So it in, didn't twist. Exactly. So you can literally see it. Um, I have never, I love Boynton Canyon as a hike. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't felt like this amazing, like experience at Boynton Canyon, um, like other people do. Um, mm-hmm. so it's interesting that you didn't, uh, feel that either. Um, I've also found, um, in going with different people that people are either, um, drawn to like either the masculine part of it or the feminine part and Mm -hmm. they just gravitate to one or the other um so it's interesting to see where they where they're drawn um so it's it's just it's an interesting thing to watch i I think the masculine part of boyney canyon was was it for Mm -hmm. me i liked it but meh i just i don't need to go back there yeah I have no draw, a draw to go back to Wing Canyon. Nope. Yeah. Interesting. That was just no, me. So that, so, and that's the thing that's so interesting about Sedona. Um, and we'll get to the, to the metaphysical shops in a second. But I think my favorite thing about Sedona, especially going four times, the first time I went with my, by myself, and then every other time I've brought my favorite people with me. And it's seeing Sedona through their eyes and watching them experience mm-hmm. Sedona and how uniquely it works on each individual person is one of my favorite things to watch and just watching them discover. Um, because I think that each vortex works and every experience is, is unique to that person. And I feel as though the land works on each person the way that it's meant to work on them. And mm-hmm. before we, I, I want to touch on the trees because much like the vortexes, have their own personality or kind of work on people their own certain way. Cause I know people that like do their best work on, in Boynton Canyon. And that is like that vortex is like where they f- do their, their biggest work. So I feel mm-hmm. like we're all like pulled to like work where we, where we work. Right. Mm-hmm. But the trees, cause I'm a tree hugger, you know, I'm, Dana loves to hug a tree and you I made love Matt- to hug a tree. I, I, I may have made Matt hug a tree and take a picture of it, <clears throat> but you, <laughs> you felt the trees. 
The trees have yeah. so much knowledge in Sedona. Yeah, that tree that our friend Nimue brought us to. Oh, she a big girl. Mm-hmm. She a big, big girl. And, you know, it's really funny is you can pick up things psychically on the land where I kept saying to you, there's another tree that's like aligned with this tree. And we thought it was the other direction, like that was facing each other. No, they were opposite. If you lined up this tree to the other tree, and we're talking like tens, tens of miles away, they they were in alignment with each other. Mm-hmm. And I swear there was communication going back yeah. and forth. It was the weirdest feeling. And this tree looked like it, the one that Nimue had brought us to, um, was like reaching out. It was like twisting and reaching out. So it was near a vortex and you could tell it was near a vortex, but it spiraled out and it felt isolated. It was the weirdest. It was the biggest tree in the weirdest spot in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. On the side of a mountain, surviving yep. and thriving. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Like it was nuts. Like usually trees that get that big are usually not trees that are in a lot of shade. Mm-hmm. This tree was full of shade. Mm-hmm. And it, it, had, it was darker. It had like darker mm-hmm. bark and like had like, but when you touch, it was interesting. Like I got right into it. I like, I got into the depths of the tree and, and you were like, no, you just felt like that you could just I hold just touched a branch. I touched a branch. <laughs> and I was like, come here, like, baby. Mm. Oh, come here, mama. <laughs> mama loves you. <laughs> but that... <laughs> uh. But it, but it was it was interesting. But you felt like every there were certain trees that you touch and you're like, oh damn. Yeah. There there is some knowledge in this tree and, and they each had a personality. Like they they each have like something that they're meant to do. Like there's I, I like to call it medicine because I I do believe that the land is medicine and I think each mm-hmm. tree has medicine or knowledge that they're supposed to give you or each vortex has medicine or knowledge that it's supposed to give you. And it's one of the things I had told Matt when we got there, I was like, just let the land work on you the way that it's supposed to work on you. Um, Just really. It it worked. It worked. It was was (laughs) W-E-R-K. Better work. Well, but but that's the important thing because we kind of touched on this a little bit where, you know, we, there's this love and light thing. And I think that there's mm-hmm. this over-marketed love and light thing that happens, especially in a place like Sedona, where people do go for spiritual enlightenment and things like that. And we like to overly love and light things, but that's not how we reach that. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that sometimes when we have to face and, and we grow, we have to really face the ucky stuff and, do the the shadow work, which is, you know, that buzzword, but you really do. You have to like face all of that. And that can be really difficult. And sometimes those tears come from joy, but sometimes those tears come from processing a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like, uh, th- there are certain parts that kind of open you up and, and it's just kind of, you just need to feel and that's it. And you just move forward. Like you don't mm-hmm. sit on it and then you're like, okay, I let out a good cry. Now I'm going to go over here but the spirituality is heightened there because i can tell you i get some fire readings when i was mm-hmm. there oh oh because i was just so open and relaxed and being like okay whatever comes I, I, it's like an amplifier mm-hmm. so it was very cool which leads me to my next thing every two freaking feet there was a psychic drop 
I have never seen so many psychic shops in a small ass radius <laughs> ever than in Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> like you could literally, it was like, it was like a Starbucks in New York City. You were like, ah, I don't like this one. I'm going to go to the one two, two right. corners down. Every there single was a, place. There was a point where there was like four of them on a corner. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dana, does somebody need this many psychics and this many crystals? Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And then we went to Telakapaki, which is like a little market. And then we went over to this other metaphysical store. And I'm just going to let you tell this story because I think you tell it best. <laughs> oh, we're going to tell this story? I think we need to tell this story because it was very cool. It was very awesome. It was very, it was very meta. I feel, I feel like this is a little braggy, but it's, it was very cool. It's, I don't think it's braggy. I think it's, it's like why we were meant to be there to help yeah. with somebody's education. So like, I think the benefit of it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's tell the story without kind of going into depth. So we go into the shop. We are shopping for ourselves. We don't get recognized, but we're talking about some mediumship training deck that we use. And a lady had said that she had listened to our podcast and we inspired her to go to that metaphysical store. Um, and it was just really surreal, but it was really kind of, that's the reason why we were there was to help guide somebody at the foundations of their mediumship. So it was surreal and cool at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to take it braggy a little bit because it's just like, I'm very proud of our podcast and thank you for supporting us. And then the listener, yeah. it, I hope those cards work out for you. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to message us, please, Matt and Dina, hello at mattanddina.com. Let us know how it's working out for you. Cause we let, always let like to know. stay... Yeah, we like to stay connected to your development. So we yeah. were very interested in those it, working for you. But it was just the universe telling us, hey, you're you're right where you need to be in this moment. Yeah, no, it was it was it was such a beautiful I mean, li- literally I think Matt and I were like, Holy shit. That that was a sign. We'll take that as a sign. Thank you that mm-hmm. we were on the right track it, and it especially you know, I think um it's that it's that packaged plastic spirituality, buy this mm-hmm. crystal, get this healing, get this thing. And that's what you, that, that's what can happen in a place like that. Right. Yeah. Um, we saw it in with, with some of the readers that were offering services in a place like that. Um, and it was, it was discouraging because we had started off that experience in that, in that store, very discouraged because we were looking at some of the offerings that that store was giving. Um, and we felt very discouraged, like really, this is what, what they're offering in this beautiful place, um, as services Mm -hmm. to people seeking out spirituality, mediumship, other things. And then we had that, like that beautiful moment in that store that like, Nope, you're actually doing what you need to be doing. And so that was really cool. And all we had to do was listen. All we had to do, all we had to do was just show up. Just show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was beautiful. Yeah. So Sedona, amazing, life changing. I'd go again. Yeah. I would go again, but I, I don't think I could go again. Without you. <laughs> you were the best part of Sedona. Because you just, we just had fun. And I feel like uh, I, I came back as a better person for half going. Besides the last part of my trip where I got food poisoning. <laughs> that was a little bumpy. That was a little bumpy. Well, because I was going to go into like 
you know, we talked about the the trees and the vortexes mm-hmm. and the area and the beauty of it. But for me, and I'm glad you kind of started to go there, it was the experience with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a little bit of a, like, you know, we talk all the time. We, we, we do, whether we're on Zoom or we're talking all day long anyway. But, like, two mediums in a house left alone to their <laughs> own devices with nothing but it a TikTok account. Mm-hmm. It makes you goofy. Oh, my God, the cat. Um, <laughs> Well, and then I ordered one and then the leg broke, but. So this metal cat at this Airbnb is now, our, that's our, it's that's our, our mascot. spirit animal. Yeah. Her name is Sedona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loves, loves peanut butter. Loves, loves it. Butter. Loves it. It's yeah. really good for so. a keto diet. If you guys didn't know, mm-hmm. um, it's a great keto treat. Um, <laughs> and, and Sedona, really. Sedona's really worked hard to get this body. And she really wants to maintain it, but she, you know, but it's really good to have a treat. Wait, hold up. Sedona let me also just preface likes to, to do the Ouija board. Oh, let me just preface this though. This is not the actual cat from the Airbnb. No. We loved the cat so much. We each ordered one. We each ordered one, but mine came broken. So it's I, a don't, yeah, we we did a Ouija board. We'll talk about that in a, in a future podcast, the, yeah. the Ouija board experience, but it's it, it was such a fun trip with you, and I just can't thank you enough for inviting me there and sharing that with me and Pam Sears for uh, hosting us there and meeting the wonderful, beautiful Nimue. It has been such a delight to be in that space with you and share that sacred place with you. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, I that place and those memories with you were, are going to live in my heart forever. I mean, the mm-hmm. laughs and the giggles and the... I mean, that's all we did. We just laughed a lot, you know. It was so fun. It was so fun. What did, What was your biggest takeaway from Sedona? <sighs> I'm just always so humble and grateful to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was validation of um, I, I'm right where I need to be. I think that this Mm -hmm. trip, so every trip teaches me something. And I think this trip was validation of I'm who I'm with. You being my partner in crime is the person I need to be doing this with. Um, Mm -hmm. And that I am exactly where I need to be on this journey. What about you? Uh, I was the same. You kind of said it. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. I mean, there's a couple things that I learned that you don't make your bed on vacation. Um, Don't. I, don't play strip poker with two with two psychics you'll lose <laughs> also true and uh, just how much i think another thing that too about sedona really quick before we wrap it up is how much i bonded with my friend group not mm-hmm. just you but just my friends in general of just including them because i am going to desperately miss our nightly zooms yeah because we usually zoomed at night with our with our four amigos or five amigos uh, all of us and we just had so much fun Mm-hmm. So I am going to miss, I am going to miss that as well. So, yeah, it was the yeah. importance of like slowing down mm-hmm. and enjoying relationships. Right. Cause I think you and I are both workhorses and I, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to get right back into our workhorse mode because I think as yeah. core of people, that's who we are. And I think that we love what we do 
and and that mm -hmm. drives us as well. But I think we needed a recalibration and a rebalancing of remembering that at the very end of the day, this, you and me, means more than mm -hmm. than work, the work, right? Yeah. Well, Dina, thank you so much for recapping Secret Trip, and we just really appreciate everybody listening, everybody supporting this podcast. We are just so happy and humbled to be doing this. So welcome back, kids. Buckle up. Because welcome back, because Matt and Dana are back to work, mm -hmm. which means we got like, a lot going on. We got we're gonna work all day today because Matt's a freaking slave driver. But I want to mm -hmm. just I will leave y'all with with the encouragement of tell the people that you love that you love them spend yes. the time with the people that you love mm -hmm. it's important and you are you are the light of a hundred thousand Sedona skies you are the light yeah do something nice Bye. for everybody <laughs> see ya bye <laughs> bye